0: Today's episode of That Song from That Movie is coming up after this.
1: Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Do you like time travel? Movies? Video games? Comics? Sci fi? Cartoons? Or how about action figures? Well, so do we. Every episode, we pick a topic from the geekosphere and have a little chat about it. So if you've been waiting for a groundbreaking podcast that does all of this and more, you might have what it takes to be a Geek Explorer. Come join us every other Tuesday for a fresh installment of Geek Exploration the Podcast. You can find us at geeksplorationpodcast.com or any reputable podcatcher, likely a few unreputable ones. Now it's time to complete our look at the James Bond songs of the Nazis. Then we have the unenviable task of trying to decide once and for all what's best and what's worst on today's episode of that song from that movie. Zip, zip, zap. Zoop?
0: <laughs> what was that?
1: It's Where All That. Thank you for joining that song from that movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. So welcome to part two of our look at the naughties Bond songs. So we're just going to pick up where we left off. So Ben, it's over to you.
0: Yes, so I'm rounding off the naughties, starting with a sentence that hasn't been uttered in some time. Let's talk about Quantum of Solace. <laughs> so... Quantum Solace, released in 2009, was the 22nd Bond film and the second to star Daniel Craig. It was directed by Mark Foster, and in a weird, unusual turn of events, the film sort of acts as a direct sequel to Casino Royale as Bond, spoilers, seeks revenge for his ex-lover and backstabber Vesper Lynn. This hunt eventually leads him to wealthy businessman Dominic Green, the most boring name for a Bond villain ever. <laughs> <laughs> a member of the quantum organization who is trying to steal Bolivia's water supply yep that's right <laughs> I mean
2: <laughs> say no more I I'm, I'm there uh, yeah
0: I mean do people actually I mean I really dislike this film do people have the same view
1: I like the opening sequence like before the credits okay that's about it. <laughs> I, I I really can't remember this film. Yeah, I think
0: that's the main thing. I really struggle to remember. I remember at the start, it's basically like a car chase. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? It's like incredibly quick.
1: That bit's pretty cool. <laughs> what I don't understand about the plot is, why is the British government getting involved with the water problem in Bolivia? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's all this thing of like, as is usual... Well, you've got to do it because it's
0: this organisation, it's this new world order that's trying to take over. This is how it starts. This is a domino effect that will lead to—I don't know—them stealing the river in the in the Thames.
2: <laughs> but we all know this is not how the British government operate. Just look at Hitler.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you—we'll give you most of Bolivia's water if you decide not to go and steal <laughs> Colombia's water.
2: That's it. Mm, that's that's, that's no. more of our approach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, as like, I think I was looking at facts around Quantum of Solace, because the film is boring as, and I was trying to spice it up, but this is the first film in which James Bond does not have sex. That's a fact. On camera.
2: So so, so, (laughs) did the New York Times give it one out of ten?
0: Probably. Probably. Yep. And Andy Lau, eight out of ten, terrible.
1: John Barry, turning in his grave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Probably Second by the prospect. <laughs> Probably. He worked so hard for this franchise. Well
2: well there's no there's no prospect of, of sexual innuendo in the song if there's no sex in the film.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean there must be I mean I think the film is terrible because I think just at, two weeks after they started writing the script, there was the writer's strike.
1: Oh right, okay, yeah.
0: The script was written mostly in part by Mark Foster, who was the director, and Daniel Craig himself. What's it? So he wrote a lot of his own dialogue and things like this. Has subsequently said he will never do a film that only has a part script, which you think would be obvious for an actor. Like if you, <laughs> someone's, if your like agent poses you, like pictures you an idea, and you're like, "Great, send me the script," and like it doesn't have one. <laughs> I'm in.
1: Well, it worked for Danny Junior. What was that in Iron Man? He didn't have a script. Him and John Favreau basically made up the first Iron Man on the mm-hmm. on the fly.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem to work with
1: Daniel Craig. Doesn't clearly have the charisma of
2: Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like with that, I think having watched Zodiac last week, they were like, just do, just do the Zodiac character, but you've got a suit, you know, got an Iron Man suit, and that was the film. Yeah, basically, and it was a success. Well done, clap, <laughs> <laughs>
0: single clap. Yeah, so it wasn't actually supposed to have all those connections to Casino Royale. I think it was just like, oh, it kind of makes sense, and it just sort of went that way towards the end. And yeah, I think it's actually the most violent Bond film as well. I mean, there's some scenes in there. I do remember that. I'm pretty sure one of the um, one of the Bond girls, she gets covered in tar at one point. She's just on a bed. Is it Gemma Arterton? It is Gemma Arterton, Str- Strawberry Fields. Strawberry Fields. Yeah, that's a classic name, isn't it? A callback to Tomorrow Never Dies. Is it? Tar Ladies.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, the, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: been a while. <laughs> so moving on to an actually semi-interesting part of the film. The song for Quantum of Solace was Another Way to Die by Jack White of the White Stripes and Alicia Keys of the Black Keys. But dum dum dum. That is not truth before <laughs> we get covered by that.
2: She was not in that band.
0: <laughs> she was not in that band. Jack White wrote and produced the song, while Alicia Keys did nothing, even though the video looks like she is playing the keys. She actually isn't. He played the piano. I don't know why. <laughs> she can play a piano. Just, Jack, give her a role. Stop being a control freak, Jack. So yeah, what do people think of this song?
2: Alex, you want to go first? If I must. If you must. <laughs> I feel like it's, uh, it's the sort of song that you want to enjoy, and like every time I listen to it, I feel like... I'm going to go in with a, with a fresh set of ears here and try and enjoy this song. And I just, I can't, by the end of it, I kind of, I just don't. It feels like, I think it maybe was off the back of Icky Thump. You might be able to correct me in there, but it sounds like it's just a poor imitation of that song.
0: I think that's because the uh, the sort of the distorted riff that probably is quite synonymous with Jack White, it just
2: starts off a very similar way.
0: But I think the the, the first sort of 10 seconds are great. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah that's true yeah. Uh, I can't, I don't disagree with that and I think that's like every time I listen to it I'm like yeah maybe this isn't as bad as I think and then sort of it, as it goes on and on and on it's like no it's terrible it's it's a, it's a bit of an enigma isn't it the song really I can't really pin it down as to what it necessarily is that's not good about it <laughs> but, but it just just hits the ears all wrong it just sounds wrong it just fits wrong I don't know I don't know
1: yeah I completely agree and I definitely agree about the opening it's much like Die Another Day it's got an opening bit where you go Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I think
2: there was a real, like, this maybe started the trend of, like, open riff, and then it goes really quiet, and, like, just lets the vocals, like, come out.
0: Which you don't need with Jack White. You (laughs) don't want with Jack White. Alicia Keys, yeah, great. But, you know, it's it's like Matt Bellamy. Rock the guitar and, and wail over that, if that's what his voice is. But I don't want to just hear you, Matt. I don't just want to hear you, Jack.
2: I feel, I feel, like, I feel like the song that we needed was just a,
1: a, a solo effort by Alicia Keys. That probably would have been perfect. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to say that because <laughs> let's get the thoughts from our Patreon subscriber. So here we go. I found this song a bit of a strange one, really.
2: I like both Alicia Keys and Jack White, but how anyone thought they would make a good duet together, I don't really know. It's like they've each recorded a version of the song where they sing lead, and they've just been played on top of each other at the same time. It's not a terrible track as it is, but I think it would have been a lot better if it was just a solo song by either of them. I know you guys like a 90s wrestling reference, and this song is a bit like having Triple H and The Rock in a tag team match together. They're great individually, but they
0: don't come together very well. <laughs> has there ever been a more outlandish comparison that
2: fits so well?
1: <laughs> is Jack White, Triple H or The Rock in this scenario? Um, I'd say, that, I'd say that Alicia Keys has a wider appeal, therefore she must be The Rock. Yeah, yeah i go with that. Yeah, okay, I, I see that. And Jack Whitehall's more a fan of people in the scene, like Triple H.
0: <laughs> Jack Whitehall.
1: <laughs> did I say Jack Whitehall? <laughs> Who's also, also in the wrestling scene. <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, he kind of hit, he said the same as what I did about
2: Alicia Keys really there. But I, I where I disagree is I actually think this is kind of like the version that Jack White would have done by himself. This is essentially just the Jack White solo version with Alicia yes. Keys singing part.
0: Well, that's the thing. He's done basically all the writing of the song, you know, performed it together. So... I I don't know, I feel like he's limiting his own style to try and fit into maybe hers or what a Bond song is, but it just doesn't even get anywhere close because I think it is too muted. And, like, even the chorus, I think it's, you know, it's kind of just that sort of, like, bass drum and, you know, that sort of just two chord. It doesn't work. It's just still really quiet. I just think it would have been better if it just kept the bombastic sort of start and, you know, really sort of pushed up the volume.
1: Our thanks to Patreon subscriber Ashley King for that clip. If you want to get your clip on a future episode, why not subscribe to our Patreon? Patreon.com forward slash TSFTM. You may continue, Ben. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so this is obviously the first and only duetted. Is it duetted? duet, Bonsong?
2: What was the word? Duet <laughs> Duaid? Is it duaid? <laughs> Double teamed. Sung <laughs> by
0: two. Yeah, the tag teamed. Yeah, it's the only tag team bon song. <laughs> Commercially, the song did okay. In the UK, it got to number nine in the charts, which I think is a decent return. It only got to number 81 in the States, but it got to number one in Finland. And I swear they always get to number one in Finland. They must be the biggest Bond fans. It seems to be a
1: big appeal. Yeah. My main memory of this song, is it being released on Guitar Hero? Yeah, was I it? do remember that, actually. Yeah.
0: Was it a difficult song?
1: It's Basically one riff that occurs every <laughs> yeah, 30 yeah, seconds.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those sort of, you know, have a drink in between sort of songs. Exactly. Have people seen the music video for this song? Yes. I have seen it a fair few times, yes.
2: <laughs> what do you recall of it? It's kind of like them, the, it's, it's, it looks like they're just on a green screen. Occasionally they're in a desert, <laughs> occasionally they're in some sort of like white room. The,
1: the, the chemistry between the two of them is not palpable. <laughs> no. I would go so as as to say they're not in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would
2: genuinely say that as well, it feels like they're not together. So I mean, they,
0: they recorded it together, so I'm not too sure if they've filmed it together. I think they, they were at some sort of movie festival in Canada, and I think that was the time when they were both within the same city. Alicia Keys was promoting a film she was in at the time. But yeah, it's it's a proper Windows screensaver backdrop sort of scenario. Transitions from 2003 PowerPoint. It's like It's like Phantom Menace. The world's just discovered... <laughs> CGI and sort of green screen, and everyone's like, wow, this is the best thing ever. Why use real effects? Why use anything real anymore? Theatre of mind, it's too much. It's really too much. To the point, yeah, I think when they're actually singing to the one mic, when their faces, it looks like they've been smushed together. (laughs) Someone's cut them out and just dragged them ever so closer.
1: I feel like it has the equal amount of CGI mush as the opening credits.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, I guess we'll go on to that now. So yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities to the visual intro. Here's the description that I found on the internet. He, in brackets, Bond, roamed the desert, aiming his gun in every direction, and slowly the sand dunes he has been patrolling become nude women. There we go. It's <laughs> not the most elaborate or creative of intros, especially coming from Casino Royale, which is fantastic, as we yeah, point which is out. Yeah, so good, yeah. It's just really crap.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that you can at least give credit to Die Another Day as well, that it was trying something different, where it was like kind of incorporated yes. into the film.
1: Yeah, this one's just pure awfulness in every regard, the song, the visuals. <laughs> yeah, and it felt like we were moving on from, like, naked women in Casino Royale, now we're back to, yeah, naked women again. Can we move on with this franchise a bit?
0: Yeah, it's just, what can we, what can we like, you know, amorphize women into? That thing. This is very much this. It's back back then. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Unsur- <laughs> yeah, it's unsurprising we haven't just got women there and there sort of projecting images of sand dunes onto their midriffs. <laughs> it's it's like, a like a true throwout. Cut
2: out the entorn- on on tone drone. Just have just a, a, a naked woman just, yeah, <laughs> just for the full thing. Just really uncomfortably. <laughs> while Daniel Craig tries to shoot her
0: on yeah. a trampoline. <laughs> on a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> trampoline. Yeah, there was a lot Come of trampolines on, back in the sixties, wasn't there? <laughs> The song, obviously Jack White had the rights to the song, but the film used the song in ways that he disapproved with. Usually when you are being involved in a major movie blockbuster like a James Bond film, there's a lot of deals and a lot of brand deals. I always remember Sony Vaio. There was the Heineken one that was quite famous in Skyfall, I think. There's a lot of money to be thrown about. And the song was used on a commercial for Coke Zero, which I think, I don't know if it was just released at the time or they were still pushing it anyway. And they used the song. And Jack White got really annoyed that they'd used it. They didn't use it creatively or in anything. It wasn't like, and I was tra- I was finding ways. They should have done another way to try Coke Zero. <laughs> Nothing creative at all. So you appreciate that. See, but people would have been like, oh, you know, I appreciate what they're doing. I'll go get a Coke Zero. Could have done something like Coke 007. They, they, there we go. There was none of this. I've watched it back. It is terrible. Jack White's one of those guys that he's really, he's very much a recluse. He tries to misdirect people all the time from what is actually going on in his life. I remember he like spread the rumour that Meg White was his sister to try and confuse people. Because I remember as a kid, I
2: had no idea what their relationship was. I I, I was still under the impression that they were <laughs> parents' yeah. sister today. No, so. they
0: were married. <laughs> They were married but broke up before their first their first big album. So yeah, he kinda of like likes to misdirect, and I think the sort of the use of it in a very commercial sense peeved him a little. As is always the way with James Bond songs, there was many a rumour of who was originally to be involved for the song and the there was i think it was leona lewis name was thrown around at the time could definitely have seen that would, would that have been it. a safe bet
2: maybe it would have been playing it safe but i felt like it, that would have at least been good
1: yeah
0: i mean it, i think it would be very much of the type that has been more recent
1: oh definitely yeah but
0: the main one that was actually the original sort of choice for this film and actually recorded a demo was amy winehouse unfortunately the demo is unavailable her and Mark Ronson were telling to do the song for the film, but she was in a lot of legal battles at the time, very publicised legal battles, and Matt Ronson said it was just impossible for her to sort of get into the studio, to get past all the red tape to finalise the song. Obviously, as is the case with these big blockbusters, they don't have time to wait around, so they passed it on. I feel, I feel that's quite a shame because, obviously, with the tragic story of... Amy Winehouse, I feel that she could have done a really good Bond song.
2: Yeah, I think so too. It would have really fitted the mood a lot better, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. She harks back a lot to old style, but there's always something unique about her voice. I know she's done like some big band stuff, but I feel with a Bond backing, you know, that or- orchestra, it would have been something really unique. I think that could have been a real good one, and it's a shame. Yeah. personally it would have been something I would have loved to have heard yeah and I don't really
2: even like Mark Ronson but I felt like he would have done a good job with it <laughs> I don't like him as a person Yeah,
0: and coming from Alex whose hate of Mark Ronson is so publicly known <laughs> to the point where Mark Ronson himself hates Alex back he does yeah that's a big statement coming
1: from you would your opinion of Mark Ronson change if he acknowledged that the Zootons did a better version of Valerie? Does he not acknowledge that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do many people, Alex. I mean, the Zootons is a good version, but <laughs> I think it has now become known that that the Amy Winehouse version is more popular. Well, but is it better? And, and does Mark Ronson acknowledge it? <laughs> <laughs> is, that why, is that why he became famous? I mean, Mark Ronson, I know he worked on the Back In Black album, but is he mostly famous for those cover songs that
2: he did? I think so because he was credited on them, wasn't he? Whereas I was saying like, oh, that, he, he, he?
0: basically did the Timberland way of producing. Yeah. He didn't do his, uh, uh, but he was there in the videos. I know. I still would love to know how Timberland got his name as first billing on that song. <laughs> Timberland featuring one featuring one Republic for just going.
1: Uh, uh, uh. It's business genius. Timberland getting two mentions in two weeks demands a
2: me is a legend.
0: Has he? Has he? He's never done. I don't think he's ever done a movie theme. Has he?
1: We'll hunt one down. We're going to have to find it. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah. be involved somehow somewhere. Yeah, pointing like a Trolls or something like that.
0: was rumoured to have been the original choice for No Time to Die. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just, just, just Timbaland. <laughs>
1: just going... <laughs> 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 no time to die.
0: <laughs> I can't tell if that's the, that's the orchestra behind him or if that's just Timbaland doing all the voices with his mouth. <laughs> okay, so top five time, guys what things do we associate the most with james bond
2: is that is that a genuine question is that
0: top? that's a that question I'm, I'm trying to allude <laughs> in so to, to be like yes of course so alex what things do we associate the most with james bond uh, martini i can't believe you picked the one thing i wanted first off this is amazing <laughs> yes alcohol and james bond is synonymous with the guy who made drinking cool I mean, you know, that's what I think about it. That's when I started drinking at eight, because, you know, James Bond. <laughs> okay, cool. But which Bond consumes the most units of alcohol per film? Ooh, that's no, the question. PR, there we go. I mean, this is the top five, but one of them is the joint. So it's technically all six. The list specifically says units of alcohol per film consumed by each Bond. So, who do we think is at the top? Who do we think is at the bottom? And then in between these?
2: My my thought on this is that Daniel Craig might be quite low. I don't really. Rem- I know in Casino Royale maybe they spend a lot of time in casinos, but I don't. F- I, f- I feel like it's not really a major component of his films. It's more of a nod
1: every time it happens. I agree. And if he orders the drink but only takes a sip, does that only count as a sip, or does it count like he's in the whole drink?
0: I think Bond is the man who probably has
2: never wasted alcohol in his life. <laughs>
1: I mean, my, my initial thought, again,
2: would be that Sean Connery would be near the top. I feel like there's a lot of drink going on in here. It's the same with Roger Moore, actually. Yeah. Timothy Dalton, I think, would be low. I mean, George Lazenby's only in the one film, unless he drinks a lot in that film. But this is the issue we had with the Deaths, wasn't it? We were trying to work out yeah. what happened in that specific film.
0: I'm like I, I think I'm pretty sure this is an average, because it's units of alcohol. Because, so, obviously,
2: you'd assume the more films, the more alcohol. But yeah. I think it's yeah. yeah, I mean, I would put I would probably put Lazenby near the bottom then as well. I think put Les and Be at the bottom, generally.
0: <laughs> Just in generally for
2: every list ever, Lays and Be <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> Lays and Be, Daniel Craig, Timothy Dalton are the the lower, and then yep. the other three are the higher. I'm not sure exactly what. Maybe Pierce Brosnan might be high because I feel like they might have reintroduced the whole drinking business when he came in.
1: It feels like the kind of time they would have got like a beer sponsorship. Yeah, maybe not beer, but like a, a proper alcohol sponsorship. So it's like it's seen with. Martini, I guess, but <laughs> some sort of a Martini brand, which I can't think of any. Bacardi, is that is that Mart is that Martini? Well, well they, it's rubber- not your tipple, is it? D? Nope. Martini
2: is the brand, actually. It's it's just Vermouth, isn't it? Yep. If you have white martini already, but martini's a man. But it's a vodka martini anyway, it's the original that he drinks, isn't it? Alex is slowly... It's, it's uh, roughly 9.30 in the morning and Alex is slowly <laughs> sipping his, <laughs> his dry it's white a clean, wine. A clink of ice. Sean Connery would be number one. I feel... I, see, I, I can see him holding a glass of whiskey a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. My thought would be Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan. Dalton. Dalton,
1: Craig, Lazenby. Yeah, I agree. Let's go with that. Lock in
2: the answer. Lock
0: Lock in the answer. You have done poorly. (laughs) (laughs) D, the rationale you were saying for Pierce Brosnan makes sense, and you were on the right lines, but continue that further on.
2: So Daniel Craig is number one.
0: Daniel Craig by far has, has consumed really? the most units of alcohol at twenty. Apparently he's the first ever Bond to be seen inebriated in film. Is it in
2: Skyfall? It is Skyfall, oh, you know, when he's yeah, like drinking drink. the
0: Heineken all the time, basically, yeah. he's drinking loads of alcohol. I did um, think oh, that
2: when you know, when he goes off the rails a bit, but I was like, I don't remember specifically seeing him drinking it.
0: There's been a lot more sponsors of James Bond from alcohol companies, so Heineken, Belvedere, Vodka. And at the bottom, you were on the right lines. Fourth and fifth was Timothy Dalton at the bottom with four and a half. He's too busy killing people. He ain't got time to drink. (laughs) And then fourth was George Lazenby. So the order goes Dalton at the bottom, Lazenby, Connery and Moore joint third, Brosnan just slightly ahead, and then Daniel Craig way, way,
1: way ahead. Oh, yeah. We forgot about one of them being
0: joint. Yeah, but like I said, I'd have given you that amount, but you were nowhere near, so I ain't giving you nothing.
1: Well, I feel like we were in the right lines, except for Daniel nothing. Craig, where we were miles away. <laughs> yeah. You were absolutely nowhere near. Okay, so now it's time to figure out what is the best and worst James Bond song of the noughties. We'll start off with the best, because that's the best, and it, the other one is probably going to be quite easy. What's the best James Bond song of the 2000s?
0: Hmm. You know my name. It was always good. I do, you It's know, been Funny as always, D, but... Um,
1: it was funny in 2006, and it's still yes, funny now. It's,
0: it's not even... <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, it is just by far. And I don't know if that's just the bias from my particular music taste of the time.
2: It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's just the best one. <laughs>
0: I know we're 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 all, we're, all in, we're in an echo chamber here of all people that were friends who listened to the same type of music. For me it's is the best and the only one I would probably choose to listen to.
2: Alex I mean, yeah, 100% echo those guys. It's it's by far the best. I don't cuz was it the guys that was it the Spy Hard podcast? Yes. They, they made the very good point that maybe it's elevated because it's in between the other two. But, I mean, in terms of comparing the three, there is no, there is no question that this is the best one. It'd be interesting to see how it does against the other ones because I'm sure it must win this poll. <laughs> if it doesn't, i would be shocked. But um, I've always ranked this one highly. It, it surprises me when I read lists and it's not in the sort of top five because I think often it's not. I think a lot of people seem to forget about this one. But yep. yeah, yeah, I, I, I've always ranked it highly, and I, and I will continue to do so. I wonder if it is an age-related choice in Could
0: that be. older classic fans of Bond just don't like this change of style. Well, the future
2: is now, old man. <laughs> I, think a, I think it's a bit off as the classic ones, and then people like think then of the newer ones, e.g., Adele, Skyfall, and like, well, that one's a really good one. So that's the newer one that I'm putting in the list. Whereas they kind of forget about this period. I think <laughs> my two cents. Yeah, people like what they know.
1: we I mean, I've got to completely agree. So it's a whitewash by Chris Cornell. Trifecta. I take that, Chris Long of the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have to decide what is the worst song so this is going to be the quickest segment in the history of that song from that movie Alex what's the worst song of the 90s from the James Bond films
2: I, see, I don't think this is
1: as easy as you make it out because they're both terrible <laughs> I feel like one is considerably worse than the other do you think well oh, okay I'll go first then die another day
2: yeah, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that sure. <laughs> I'm not that sure
1: after listening to them
2: both. I don't know. Maybe again, this is this is because that was the one that I spent most time researching.
1: I've kind of <laughs> okay. like stuck on syndrome.
0: Yeah, I think, which one? Was You've been it? tortured, she
1: by, just like Yeah, has. Yeah, for your eyes
2: only. I think it was she. it really grew with me. In this
0: situation, is Madonna the torturer or is Alex? Because there's a different syndrome for whichever way it is.
2: I think I think it's like because when, when I was researching, I also listened to "Beautiful Stranger" from Austin Powers too.
0: <laughs> you brought probably up a few. You're bringing this up more than needed, Alex <laughs>
2: But it's such a good song. And then I was is, like, but "It's so, not a James Bond song." I know, but I was like, "But Madonna, she can do some good songs. She 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 does have a lot of hits out there." So that made me think about re-
0: reflect on this one a bit more.
2: <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the only way to, uh, another way to die or whatever it is called, I don't even
0: know anymore. <laughs> that's, <the next> <laughs> that's 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 the uh, the selling point there, if any. The the <laughs> song don't... we've just been talking about, <laughs> Alex can't remember the name of it. What about you then, Ben? Yeah, I mean it's one of those. I, I I'm kind of agreeing with Alex in some ways. Like if sometimes if I listen to a if I want to listen to a bad song, it still gives me some level of enjoyment. Yet listening to a completely five out of ten middle of the ground mediocre song gives me nothing you know it's like listening to yeah i get that sort of you know timey kangaroo and downsport it's you know you get something out of it
2: are you saying that that's a bad song
0: (laughs) i feel like i get something out of die another day listening to it because of the the sort of hilarity of it
1: So are we actually going, via democracy, we're going for Another Way to Die is the worst James Bond song of the Nauties. Yes, because it's too boring. It is a crime to be boring. But then, I know that. So that brings an end to our look at the James Bond song of the Nauties. Let us know what you think is the best song. You can help us on the podcast in one of three ways. One, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter username is tsftmpod. Two, you can share this on a subreddit. Alex, what subreddit should it be this week? Ooh, um,
2: the Coke Zero subreddit, just to
1: annoy Jack White some more.
2: <laughs> just post this video <laughs> numerously. <laughs> no, no, post this episode of
0: the podcast. Yeah, post the
1: episode of the podcast. <laughs> no, no one annoyed annoy Jack White. <laughs> it might. We criticise this song an awful no, lot. Well, <laughs> and the third and the most important way you can help us is by signing up to our Patreon. It starts from as little as £1 a month, or $1.50, if that's how you say that in America the URL for that is patreon.com forward slash tsftm and you could be on the podcast just like Ashley was today right so all that's left now is to do some goodbyes so it's goodbye from myself goodbye and goodbye from Alex Sigmund Freud analyze this (laughs) it was partly going to be mine but and goodbye from Ben I like you better with your beretta (laughs) okay Uh, goodbye everybody Bye. bye Sigmund Freud analyze this Analyze this. Analyze
2: this. What the heck was that? Sorry, it's not my phone <laughs> <Hang> <clears throat>